Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Hello. On today's episode, we're talking about what the best sellers do differently than the mediocre. If you are listening today, it is because you are the top 1% or you see yourself as the top 1%. Regardless of what is going on for you currently, you are here because you want to hear the top secrets of what the best sellers do consistently that is different than the average because let's face it, you are nothing but average. Stay tuned because this episode is going to blow your mind and maybe even surprise you about what it is that it actually takes in order to be really, really good at selling. So let's dive in to the three main things that I have found over my you know, more than 20 uh, years in selling and managing and leading high-performing salespeople and now working with like superstar clients who have to sell in their business or have sales team members selling in their business. If you are having to sell, it is really important that you understand that you are the face of your brand, you are the face of your business, and how you demonstrate the first point of contact with your potential customers is how they think about you through everything. And that's why it is a critical skill for you to learn, and it is more important for you to learn how the best do it, right? Not how the worst do it, and not throwing any shade, but too often what I'm seeing in the industry is that people are learning from folks who are barely, barely able to, to do this thing. And I don't want that for you. I want you to learn from the best of the best, which is why we're here together. And so from my experience and some of the things that I'm going to share with you may shock you by how simple they are. And here's what I want you to understand. It is not doing things with like a thousand percent, uh, in terms of the complexity and the just making things really convoluted. It is doing the 1% consistently all the time. That is, that is really what's, what sets the 1% apart, is that they're not focusing on all the things. They're focusing on the key critical things that actually make the difference, move the needle, and make an impact. And when you understand what that is, everything changes. So when we're diving into some of these points today, what I need you to do is have an open mind, a beginner's mindset. Really think about this like a blank slate. Don't come in with preconceived notions of what you think the best salespeople do, because I'm going to guarantee you that some of the things that I'm going to share with you are going to be unexpected. And some of it you might go, oh yeah, I would just assume that. And you're going to not be available to listen to what it is that I'm actually saying that you actually need to receive from me today. So this is where I would invite you, and I usually don't do these on my episodes, but I, I really am feeling so passionately about this particular topic that I'm inviting you to take a moment to pause and really think about what preconceived notions do you have that the best of the best in terms of selling have to resort to in order to be the best of the best. 
do you think that they're doing sleazy, slimy, like aggressive and super competitive uh, sales strategies and tactics? Is that what you think is helping them to be uber successful? Is that who you see in your marketplace is some of these types of um, strategies? Because when I think about the things that I want for you, you're probably already doing some of these. You're just not doing them consistently and you're not doing them with any regularity enough that people are actually coming to you and being able to know that this is something that you do from the bottom of your heart. So these three things are the critical must haves and I have a list of other pieces, but for simplicity's sake, I wanted to keep it to these three main things because I am all for the one thing. And if you haven't read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, that is the book that I'm going to recommend for you today because it will help kind of snowball all of these things and put them into motion. And so if you are trying to overcomplicate what you're doing today in your sales process and your sales strategies without having these foundational pieces in place, it's like building a house on a bed of sand. Eventually things start to crumble and shake and start to fall apart. And I don't want that for you because that is not sustainable. That is exhausting and that is not going to help you or your, your customers at the end of the day. So let's start with number one. The very first thing that every single fabulous salesperson does, and to be honest, this is probably where they spend the bulk of their time. So when I say that, I mean like 80% of their time is spent preparing. When you think about the top athletes in the world, they only play a certain number of games, but they're constantly practicing. They're constantly preparing in order to get ready because how you do anything is how you do everything. I can't remember who said that quote, um, but it's, those aren't my words. That Those are borrowed from somebody who's wiser than I am, but I just love them because it is so true. When you do something consistently, it sets you up for success because you don't know any other way right? And that is the main thing that I want you to understand is that because you're prepared, it feels easy. You're more confident. You know exactly what to do in any situation or circumstance. With preparedness comes practice because the more that you prepare, the more that you're practicing to get better and better and better, the more you do something, that's what creates mastery. Right. And so if you look at, I think there was a story, I can't remember who actually uh, coined this phrase, but to become a master, like to be designated as an expert, um, you need to have about 10,000 hours of practice. Now, I have well exceeded that amount of time in the way that I serve my community through my business and through uh, the experience that I've had both within my business and outside of my business. And I'm sure that you have probably gained the same level of expertise in the thing that you do uniquely for your business. Now, when it comes to selling, though, that might be a newer skill. And it is something, again, a skill that you can learn through preparation and practice. Those two go hand in hand because preparation is nothing without you actually putting it into place. And so it's like somebody who takes a swing at, at the, the bat and it's just, I, I'm prepared, I'm prepared, I'm standing there, but you never actually take a swing. At some point when the ball gets thrown, you have to swing. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, how often are you preparing without practicing? 
Are you doing all the research? Are you setting up the webinar? Are you booking calls, but you actually don't follow through or you're not ready when you actually get to the call? Are you actually evaluating what works well and what doesn't so that you can continue to improve? This for me all falls under the bucket of prepare and practice because without one or the other, they fall short. And with both together, this is where you start to gain momentum and steam and move forward in your business. And this is what all great sellers, the best of the best, this is what they do consistently. They spend 80% of their time getting ready for the deals. They book the calls. They are in front of clients. They are practicing their proposals and presentations. They are sending out pitches. It is really important that you're engaging in this activity constantly in order to make sure that you're prepared and that you're getting better. Number two is listening. Now, you might think that most salespeople do most of the talking, but in fact, the best salespeople ask the best questions, which then allows them to spend, again, most of their time in conversations listening. So what I used to always remind my clients is we have one mouth and two ears. So that really should be kind of the ratio of how we want to engage in a conversation. And too often, especially when you think I'm in a leadership position as the person leading the conversation, right? Especially when you're trying to sell. The whole purpose of you being in a leadership position is not about you spending more time doing the thing. It's really about the quality of the time that you're spending. And the best way to improve the quality of any conversation is to ask better questions because it allows you to get more information, which means you spend more time listening. With these two things on the sides of your head, which are called ears. <laughs> And so too often, if you think, and I want you to think right now, if you've been in a bad sales situation, right, like in a bad buying experience where you've gone to a store or talked to a, a, an individual business and you're trying to buy, make a purchase and they have spent the entire time talking your head off, how often do you actually buy at the end of that kind of interaction? I know for me personally, it's very close to zero because I don't have confidence that I've been heard. I don't have confidence that what I've heard actually meets my needs. And more importantly, I just don't like being talked at and like talked over. It's very uncomfortable. And so if this is you and your business right now, and you're trying to fill in all of the space of the conversation with kind of busy talk because you don't like space, you don't like um, having openness with somebody just being able to think and respond. And if you aren't really evaluating the quality of your questions because of number one, you're not prepared properly and you haven't practiced enough to know what questions to keep and which ones to kill, then number two really won't happen. You won't be able to listen because you have nothing to listen to. And so when you are so busy talking, you don't convince somebody to make a buy. You don't convince somebody to purchase from you. You don't convince someone to sell, like for you to sell, right? It, it just does not work. And so when you are filling in all of the time and all of the space and you're so busy talking that you actually have not taken the time to listen, you miss the mark in providing the best solution for your customer. Sometimes the best solution isn't you. And that's going to relate to point number three. So what I want you to do today is really evaluate 
how often in your conversations where you are speaking to your potential customers are you doing the talking? The benchmark, the guideline that I like to use for my clients is 20%. You talk 20% of the time and 80% of the time is your potential customer. Now, when you're first starting out, this could be closer to a 50-50, but I want you to really evaluate and be honest, how much time are you spending talking? I'm gonna guess that if you're anything like the clients that, that come to me when we're start, first starting to work together, the, <laughs> the numbers are flipped in that you're doing 80% of the talking and 20% of the listening. And by the end of when we're done working, it's turned around so that it's much better because this is what helps you to sell faster and better in a way that's more engaged with your customers and where they feel seen and heard and understood. That is really what creates a deeper connection and a relationship with customers who wanna buy not just once, but ongoing, right? And that's really what you want to think about. So point number three, which I alluded to, is sell with integrity. Be honest. Sometimes you can't provide the solution to your customers. And if you sell them into something that is not going to deliver the outcome that you are promising or solves the problem that they want to have solved, you are going to lose your reputation. You are going to lose all credibility with somebody who is very, very important to your business, not only today, but moving outwards. And what I mean by that is a bad experience from a customer is shared on average at least 10 times. Okay, say that again. A bad experience for your customers on average is going to be shared and talked about at least 10 times. And now in the age of social media and digital marketing, guess what? That number is probably magnified considerably. And so what I want you to think about is people who have a bad and negative experience with your company, with you, with your brand, are much more likely to talk about it than if they have a positive one, which means that you need to do your darndest in order to make sure that the whole end-to-end -end sales process is as seamless as possible, but also as honest as possible. And too often, if you're worried about making the sale, if you're worried about the almighty dollar, which let's face it, as business owners, um, it is important that you make money because without it, you actually don't have a running business, right? It's just a very expensive hobby. But at the end of the day, you can't do it at the expense of your reputation and your integrity. Everything hinges on your integrity and your honesty and your reputation. That is what your business is going to continue to be built on. And so I'm going to tell you that when you say no to somebody who is not the right fit for your services, your products, your programs, what it is that you provide to your, your people, and instead you give them an, another option that is a better fit, right? Another solution. And that could be as simple as a book, a YouTube video, like just steering in the, in the right direction and saying, hey, like for me, I deal with sales. Sometimes I, um, I need somebody to go back and get clarity or to figure out their branding in terms of what is it that you actually want to help people with before we can even move forward with an offer because you don't even know where you're coming from. So in that circumstance, I, it does not serve me to help somebody who wants to sell something without knowing why they're trying to sell this, how this is going to, 
to fit with their skills and their zone of genius and their strengths and their weaknesses in the business model that they want to build. So once they've done that foundational work, then I can help them. Once they have sales coming through the door, then I can help them. If they don't even have a business yet, it does not, it does not make sense for me to step in and provide them with that next level expertise, right? So I consistently say no and help people to identify resources, people, places, things that can help support them for where they are right now. And you need you need to do the same for your potential customers because I'm going to tell you that when you're able to sell in integrity, it allows you to only focus on those folks who are the perfect match because here's the thing. Top sellers know that making the initial sale is the hardest thing you'll ever do, but making the repeat sale is so much easier and it's so much more fulfilling because you've already done the work and now you get to build the relationship and just keep delivering on your promise and doing more and more and better with the clients that you already have. And that is the perfect situation for any top salesperson. And that is the reason why the top 1% do it better than the rest because they are focused on the long game and so should you. And instead of getting the immediate sale, the hit today, the churn and burn, where then you get refunds, client complaints, like customer service issues, people that are just really high maintenance because they don't understand what it is that your business does for them and how you are a perfect match. It's just not worth it. And so the more that you understand that selling in integrity is a mandatory, non-negotiable, not only for your short-term success, but ultimately for your long-term success, the better off you are. And these are the three main things that I have found all successful salespeople, the ones that have been doing this for decades, not just six months or two years, the ones that have been doing this for a long time, these are the things that if you ask them, they will they will confirm a thousand percent that this is what they do and they do it without even thinking about it. And that's the beauty of it is when you get to the point where in your game, you are just so seasoned and so um, attuned to the habits that are creating the bedrock foundation of your success. It is much easier for you to do it over and over and over again consistently without even needing to think about it. And that is what I have found over the years and decades now of identifying the critical pieces that the top performers have that will shortcut your path to success as well as somebody maybe who does not have the same level of background or expertise in sales as me or my clients. So let's do a quick recap. So number one is prepare and practice. Number two is to listen. And number three is to sell with integrity and be honest when you actually can't serve your customers and give them an alternative to get them the solution that they ultimately need. So this is for you. If you are currently struggling to figure out if you can even do this thing, and please know that these three qualities are qualities that we all have within us. It's just a matter of tapping into it and being able to practice so that we can start to master the sales game as well. So thank you so much, and we will talk to you again real soon. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. 
If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.